You are listening to Fundamentals of Piano Practice, written by Zhuang Zichang, read by Henrik Pantle. Chapter 1, Piano Technique, Part 2, Basic Procedures for Piano Practice, Section 25, Hands Together and Mental Play. We can now finally start putting the hands together. This is where some students encounter the most difficulties, especially in the first few years of piano lessons. Although the methods presented here should immediately help you to acquire technique faster, it will take about two years for you to be able to really take advantage of everything that the methods of this book have to offer, especially for someone who has been using the intuitive method. Therefore, work on learning the method as much as using it to learn a particular piece of music. The main question here is, what must we do in order to be able to play hands together quickly? In answering that question, we will learn why we devoted so much of this section to hands separate practice. As we shall soon see, putting hands together is not difficult if you know how. Playing hands together is almost like trying to think about two different things at the same time. There is no known pre-programmed coordination between the two hands, like we have between our two eyes, for judging distance, our ears, for determining the direction of oncoming sound, or our legs and arms, for walking. Therefore, learning to coordinate the fingers of the two hands accurately is going to take some work. The preceding hands separate work makes this coordination much easier to learn because we now only have to concentrate on coordinating and not on coordinating and developing finger and hand technique at the same time. The good news is that there is only one primary secret for learning hands together quickly. Of course, there are numerous other tricks such as the adding notes method, outlining etc. all discussed below. But that secret is adequate hands separate work. All technique acquisition must be done hands separate. Putting it other way, don't try to acquire a technique hands together that you can acquire hands separate. By now, the reasons should be obvious. If you try to acquire technique hands together that you can acquire hands separate, you will run into problems such as first, developing stress. Second, unbalancing the hands, the right hand tends to get stronger. Third, acquiring bad habits, especially incorrect fingerings, that are impossible to change later on. Fourth, creating speed walls. Fifth, incorporating mistakes, etc., etc. Note that all speed walls are created. They result from incorrect play or stress. Therefore, everybody has a different set of speed walls. Premature hands-together practice can create any number of speed walls. Incorrect fingering is another major problem. Some fingerings appear more natural when played slowly hands-together, but become impossible when speeded up. The best example of this is thumb-under play. 
See Part 3, Section 5. What this boils down to is that you will need some criterion for deciding when you have done adequate hence separate practice. The first criterion is hence separate speed. Typically, the maximum hands together speed you can play is 50 to 90% of the slower hands separate speed. This slower speed is usually the left hand. Suppose that you can play the right hand at speed 10 and the left hand at speed 9. Then your maximum hand together speed may be 7. The quickest way to raise this hands together speed to 9 would be raise the right hand speed to 12 and the left hand speed to 11. Don't try to raise it hands together. Rising the speed hands together is probably the biggest cause of problems with the intuitive method. As a general rule, get the hands separate speed well above final speed. Therefore, the criterion we were seeking is this. If you can play hands separate at 110 to 150% of final speed, relaxed and in control, then you are ready for hands together practice. If you still have trouble, go back to hands separate and raise its speed a little more. If you had done sufficient hands separate work, the hands together play should come fairly quickly. There is a world of difference in how the brain handles tasks in one hand and tasks that require two-hand coordination. Hand-separate practice improves your ability to manipulate one hand. It does not tend to form habits not directly controlled by the brain because the brain controls each function directly. Hands-together motions, on the other hand, can be cultivated only by repetition, creating a reflex habit. One indication of that is the fact that hands-together motions take longer to learn. Therefore, bad hands-together habits are the worst because, once formed, they take forever to eliminate. The best way to acquire a technique quickly is to avoid this category of bad habits. The ability to coordinate yet independently control the two hands is initially one of the hardest skills to learn in piano. The flip side is that this makes hands-together habits nearly impossible to undo. Nobody has yet figured out a way to erase hands-together habits quickly. This is the main reason why so many students spend so much time trying to learn hands-together. They transition to hands-together before they are ready and end up trying to acquire technique hands together. Now, this does not mean that you should never try hands together in the beginning. You can start preliminary hands together work at any time. Just don't try to improve technique hands together. Hands separate practice is fundamentally different. You can change fingerings and hand motions relatively quickly. You can increase speed with much less change of picking up bad habits. But it is not enough to get up just to find a speed hand separate. You must be able to play faster before you are ready for hands together. Only by going to such fast speeds hand separate can you guarantee that 
By slowing down a little, you can generate that extra time interval necessary to add the extra mental processing for two hands. Also, you have effectively scaled all potential hands together speed walls by avoiding the mistakes that create them. For example, you can cultivate accurate chords and jumps best hands separate. It can be forbiddingly difficult to practice fast runs, accurate chords or jumps hands together. And there is no need to create such difficulties. We finally arrive at the ultimate goal of all our previous work. Mental play. For more details on mental play, see part 3, section 6. Base your mental play on keyboard memory. Since you already know hence separate mental play, section 12 above, the main remaining job is to learn it hands together. When memorizing mental play hands separate, you should have encountered places in every composition where you had to go back and check it at the piano. You can play it at the piano, but not in your mind. Those places weren't entirely in your head yet. Those are the places where you could have had blackouts during performances. As a test that you have solid mental play, there are three things that you should be able to do in your mind. First, can you start from anywhere in the piece and start playing hands together? Second, given any section that you are playing right hand, can you add the left hand section and vice versa? And third, can you play both hands simultaneously in your head? You should find that if you can do them in your mind, you can easily do them at the piano. So here is a suggested routine for ensuring adequate hands separate work. Suppose that the final speed is 100. First, memorize and learn hands separate to 80 or even 100 whole piece or large section, at least several pages, doesn't have to be perfect at this stage. And then be able to play it mentally away from the piano. This may take two or three days, then start hands together at 30 to 50. The objectives are first memorize hands together, second make sure that the fingerings, hand positions etc. work hands together and third you can mentally play it hands together. This may take another day or two. You will in general need to make some modifications such as when the two hands collide or one needs to cross over or under the other etc. Then work on the technically difficult section hand separate to speeds over 100. When you can comfortably play speeds of 110 to 150, you are now ready to seriously start practicing hands together. Very hands together practice speed as soon as you start to get confused hands together clear up the confusion using hands separate play for difficult material you will be alternating between hands separate and hands together for days if not weeks with the hands together progressively taking over as you improve hands together play always keep the hands separate play well ahead of the hands together speed Check your mental play from time to time, because there is no better time to learn it than at this time. 
Now we can understand why some students get into trouble when they try to learn pieces that are too difficult by practicing mostly hands together. The result is an unplayable piece full of stress, speed walls and bad habits that can block any improvement because the problem motions are locked in. If this happens, no amount of practice will help. By contrast, there is nothing that is too difficult with the methods of this book, within reason, but it is still not a good idea to tackle pieces that are too far above your skill level because the tremendous amount of hands-separate practice that will be needed before you can start hands together. Many people would become impatient, start hands together or abandon hands separate prematurely and end up getting into trouble anyway. There are more benefits to acquiring technique hands separate before hands together in addition to saving time and trouble. First, you will develop the independence of your two hands which is so necessary for controlling the expression. Second, you will find that the piece will have a much more solid foundation than if you started hands together too early and you will feel that there is a better control. Third, you can more easily play through mistakes or hide them, especially if your mental play is solid. If you had learned the piece hands together only and one hand makes a mistake, both hands will stop and there is no way to restart. But if you had learned it hands separate first, then the other hand can keep going. In fact, you can often change fingerings as you play. Fourth, you will memorize it much better with fewer blackouts. Fifth, best of all, you will acquire technique that you could not acquire by practicing only hands together. Because you can play much faster hands separate than hands together, you can acquire technique hands separate that you cannot even dream of playing hands together. It is this extra technique that builds a solid foundation for control hands together playing. And sixth, if you can play accurately at over 110% of performance speed hands separate and you can play it mentally, you will find that nervousness during performances will be greatly reduced because of the increased confidence that you can handle the piece. In fact, using this method, you should eventually be able to play the piece at far above performance speed, which is what you need to do in order to have adequate control at speed. As stated earlier, there are additional hands-together methods that can help. One is outlining, discussed in Part 3, Section 8. Another is the method of adding notes. Suppose that you had followed all the above procedures, but still have trouble playing hands-together. Then try the following. Take a short segment of the difficult section. Then play the more difficult hands-separate, hands Repeating it continuously. This is called cycling. See part 3, section 2. Now start adding the easier hand note by note. First at only one note until you can play it satisfactorily. Then at another, etc. Until the segment is complete. Very often the reason why you cannot play hands together, although you can play hands separate, is that there is an error in one hand. 
Frequently, this error is in the rhythm. Therefore, as you add notes, try to find out if there is a rhythmic error in one hand. Let us now proceed with real-life examples of how to practice hands together. I have chosen three examples to illustrate hands together methods starting with the easiest, the first movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, then Mozart's Rondo alla Turca, and finally the challenging fantasy impromptu by Chopin. You should choose the one best suited to your skill level. You might also try the Bach inventions that are covered in detail in Part 3, Section 6.1 and Part 3, Section 19. I will leave the Für Elise that we have discussed above for you to try by yourself, as it is fairly short and relatively straightforward as far as hands-together practice is concerned. For many pianists, Für Elise is too familiar and often difficult to play, in that case, play it in a subdued way, concentrating on accuracy instead of emotion. No rubato. And let the music speak for itself. It can be quite effective with the right audience. This detached play can be useful for a lot of popular family music. The three compositions chosen here present certain challenges. The Moonlight requires legato, pianissimo, and the music of Beethoven. The Alaturka must sound like Mozart, is fairly fast and requires accurate, independent hand control, as well as solid octave play. The Fantasie Impromptu requires the ability to play four against three and two against three in the two hands, extremely fast right hand fingering, and the Romanticism of Fruppin. These are relatively easy to play hands together in the mind because the left hand is mostly an accompaniment of the right hand. In the Bach inventions, however, both hands play the same major role and are more difficult. This demonstrates that Bach probably taught mental play and purposely composed challenging pieces for his students. This increased difficulty also explains why, without proper guidance, such as this book, some students find the inventions extremely difficult to memorize and play at speed. Read the whole book on www.pianofundamentals.com and listen to some other sections at fopp.hendrik-pantley.de.